It's time to take a stress test on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny. And on this episode, I really want to be raw and real with you about a topic that's very important to me, just because the Lord's been speaking to me so much about this. And even though I've been speaking on this topic, and he has been speaking to me about this topic it doesn't mean that I've mastered this topic. In fact, that's what I kind of want to get real and raw with you about over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been stressful. And that is the topic of this podcast is stress. You know, the definition, I hope you know, after listening to my podcast that I love definitions. The definition of stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It can come from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Stress is your body's reaction to a challenge or demand. I've had circumstances over the last couple of weeks that have made me feel stressed out. And maybe you can relate. All of us have felt stress at some point. Uh, we are as you heard in previous podcasts, right in the middle of planning my daughter's wedding, and she gets married in about three days. And so we are in the middle of the checklist and trying to get projects done. And, and there is a demand and a strain. It's a fun uh, event, and we are so looking forward to it. Uh, but there's also a demand, a physical demand, an emotional demand, uh, as we are preparing for this big event. We had just finished a large house remodel project. I think the paint is off my body now. Uh, my body is slowly starting to heal, but there's certainly been a physical uh, demand and a, and a mental strain for sure. We're feeling a financial pinch after the remodel and, and the wedding and uh, son in college and, and some of these things that uh, are sometimes hard financially. And our ministry has had a little bit of a strain just because of the pandemic and, and a lack of speaking events. Uh, we have a new granddaughter, as mentioned before, and she has some health challenges and we'll be facing more of those in the future. And, and so all of those things have caused a strain and, and kind of in the background of all of this, uh, I'm an ER physician in the middle of a pandemic. And I'm not going to lie to you, it's been, it's been emotionally straining. Uh, going to work and, and not that we've been in a real hot spot of, of COVID-19. In fact, we really haven't, uh, but it's just the threat of it and it's the gowning and the masking and, and some of those things. And it's taken a toll on me um, and, and I've, I've been feeling stressed. And to be honest with you and raw, I haven't handled it all that well in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've, I've had a stress test. And I don't think I passed. <laughs> it's been it's been rough. It's been rough emotionally, relationally, physically, and spiritually. Now you may think I'm being too hard on myself, and maybe that's so. Um, but I want to learn from this, and I want to grow uh, in this regard of the way that we handle stress. I literally want my desire is to practice what I preach. 
And so I'm just being open with you. You know, we we have things that war inside of us. And just speaking purely from a medical standpoint and a biochemical standpoint, you know, we have two systems in our body, the sympathetic system and a parasympathetic system. And the sympathetic system is, um, now I'm talking science here, so don't glaze over. This is going to be very simple to understand. Um, I don't want you drooling and staring off into space. Sympathetic system is the fight or flight. You may have heard of that. It's the, an adrenaline boost that takes place in our body when we are when we are encountered with a circumstance, a stressful circumstance. Now there can be extremes of those, of course, where our body will, will react, and it can actually be a positive thing. The adrenaline actually helps us accomplish something in a crisis or or an extreme situation for sure. But there's also a parasympathetic system, and we like to call that the rest and digest system where our body can relax and we can digest our food and we can and uh, are, are we're a little bit more chill if you would and these systems again fight against each other and and they both have a place biochemically in our body for sure but the sympathetic response that happens in our body we can't live there we can't constantly be in that place of of adrenaline bursts and and sympathetic discharges it's not sustainable and and the problem is is when we are chronically stressed when we are under um, a, a stressful circumstance or circumstances our body then responds sympathetically um, and, and there's this adrenaline response and, and it can have physical manifestations such as high blood pressure and lack of sleep and agitation and these things that happen. We've all felt that. We've all felt the stress in our bodies. And so even though it's there for a purpose, it can be out of order and it can be, it can be uh, manifesting itself in a greater proportion and in a longer proportion than it was ever intended to be. So stress activates the sympathetics. And we can not only not live there, but I believe that we're also not supposed to just simply make excuses for it or consider it a new normal. Sometimes we live in a state of stress. And when that happens, we, we actually justify it by saying, well, this is just life and this is where, how we are supposed to live. Or we make excuses for it and say, well, I'm acting this way or my behavior is this way just because I'm stressed. I've heard it said that, you know, people who act certain ways, well, they act that way just because they're competitive or just because they're tired or just because they're stressed. And we actually make excuses for it um, as if as if we're not normally like that. It's just that under these circumstances, I behave a certain way. Well, let me offer you just a different explanation. See, I believe that that sympathetics, the the discharge that happens in our bodies uh, when we are stressed out, I believe it actually takes off the mask and actually exposes us to our raw self. And the key word there is self. When we are self-controlled, self in and of ourselves. See, our emotions and our brain take control and we behave in raw state. You've heard the term raw emotion. Well, that's what takes place when we are stressed. We actually operate in a raw emotion. And I would even submit to you maybe even a real emotion. See, when our parasympathetic system is working, I believe that we can operate with our mask fully on. When we are in a sympathetic or a fight or flight situation, I believe that we are raw 
and maybe real. So I believe that when when we have circumstances like I've had in the last couple of weeks and I've behaved maybe relationally poorly uh, in those circumstances, perhaps that's something being exposed in me that needs to be tweaked. It's actually taking off the mask, showing my real self without the, the ability to operate fully with a mask on. And people can see me perhaps the way I really am. Now, again, I'm not trying to be critical, judgmental of you or of me. Um, remember, my stress test just didn't go very well this week. And I could try to justify it away by saying there's a lot of things going on. I could justify it by saying, well, there's a lot of people worse than me. I could justify it by saying there's a lot of people better than me. And I start feeling sorry for myself. But, but what I need to realize is that there's something inside of me that has become unmasked or exposed. I mentioned earlier that I felt like I was not doing well emotionally, relationally, physically, spiritually. And these actually relate one to another in a, in a very real way. See, we are composed of spirit, soul, and body. And I would submit to you that when we give our life to Christ, the Bible actually says that we are crucified with Christ and therefore we no longer live. Remember the, the, the story with Nicodemus and he was saying, you know, how can, you know, he, Jesus said, you must be born again. And he said, well, how can we again enter a mother's womb? And he said, well, that's what, what is born of flesh is flesh, but that's what is born of spirit is spirit. See, we are actually dead, dead men walking. Once we have actually given our lives to Christ, that's what baptism is, is a demonstration of the death of our former self being resurrected again to new life. We have been co-crucified and we have been co-resurrected. And, and my former self has been killed. It died on the cross with Christ. And we are actually spirit. We are now spirit alive with him and in him and him in us. So we, we aren't a body we aren't a body that happens to have a spirit. We are actually spirit that actually has a body. And I would even submit to you a temporary body. But we are, we are spirit, soul, and body. Now, what is soul? Well, a soul is our mind, will, emotions. Our mind, our will, emotions, and our feelings. That's our soul. Now, a soul isn't a bad thing. In fact, I treasure my soul, the things that... that I, I treasure my body, the things that I've seen, the things that I've held, my new granddaughter in my arms. That's all something that I'm processing with my body, my soul, my emotions, my feelings, the feelings that I have for my wife and my children. Uh, these are all wonderful things. My will, my desire to accomplish, my, my purpose, those things are, are built a lot into our soul. And so soul isn't a bad thing until it becomes in charge, until it becomes exposed. See, when we have manifestations of stress, there's actually something out of balance. So let's go back to the definitions of stress. Stress is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. So mental or emotional, what category does that fit under? That's our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. So it's a, it's a soul manifestation where something is out of balance. See, we are spirit and our spirits are supposed to rule. 
We are supposed to be spirit-led and spirit-guided. Our spirits are supposed to rule. And when we have manifestations of mental or emotional strain or tension because of adverse or very demanding circumstances, something is actually out of balance where our soul becomes preeminent, preeminent and rules the day. So let me just read some scripture to you, some that you're very familiar with. Galatians chapter 5, verse starting at verse 16. So I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now the flesh, on a side note, a fle- our flesh is composed of our soul and our body. So when the Bible refers to as flesh, it's, refer- it's not referring to the dermis, our skin. It's referring to our soul and our body. The, the physical manifestation of our presence here on earth. So you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. Other, other, other um, versions will say actually wars against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are idolatry, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. That's a dubious list. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who are Christ, listen, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. See, this is a, these are critical verses describing the battle that takes place within us, the, the battleground of the mind, what takes place in our mind and in our bodies. And when we are stressed, some of these things in this list easily comes forth, like outbursts of wrath, selfishness, dissensions, her, um, envy, all of these things, lewdness, uncleanness, all these things that take place because we are stressed and that rawness, the rawness of our emotions, the rawness of our soul and body become exposed. But we are supposed to be spirit-led because we are spirit. We are spirit. And, and, when, we have, and when we are spirit-led and we are spirit-guided, guess what? There's going to be fruit. And the things that you are going to see, the manifestations of the Spirit and being led by the Spirit will be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Is it possible in the face of circumstances that we could manifest the fruit of the Spirit? See, we cannot allow our body and soul, the flesh, to rule but they are actually supposed to be ruled by our spirit and we are supposed to be known by the fruit. I, I struggle uh, with patience. It's always been a struggle of mine. I, I generally am an impatient person. Although it says that the fruit of the spirit is patience, 
And in fact, some other versions call it long suffering. <laughs> I like that word better because when I'm sitting at a stoplight and it's been red for a longer period of time than it should be, I feel like I'm experiencing long suffering. <laughs> That's how impatient I am. I, I struggle with it. And a stoplight can be a silly example, but what about the dreams and visions of my life? What, what about when I let my soul rule and I feel impatient about what the Lord has for me and I want it now? That's when my soul takes over and I feel stressed and I feel contentious. When we hear the list of the fruit of the Spirit, I don't know how many people are old enough to remember, I, I think it was the um, Sesame Street, when they would, you know, they would have four children on the screen and three of them would be exercising and jump roping and playing. And then one of them would be sitting and reading a book and they would say, you know, three of these things are, are, um, are one of these things just doesn't belong here. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> one of these things just doesn't belong here. And you have to pick the one that's different. I remember that from Sesame Street. Well, I feel like I hear this list of the fruit of the spirit, <laughs> And I get to the point of self-control and I feel like one of these things just doesn't belong here because this is the fruit of the spirit, the Holy Spirit in us manifesting itself. And then at the very end, we're supposed to exercise self-control. And we always interpret it self-control as sort of willpower. Like we're not going to, we're going to determine to not behave a certain way because of willpower. But guess what? Willpower is part of the soul, not the spirit. Our mind, will, and emotions. That's our soul but we are supposed to be spirit-led. So I actually dug a little bit deeper because I felt like it didn't belong. And the word self-control is the word ankritea. Ankritea, which means strength or power within, which is a direct reference to the Holy Spirit. So actually the best interpretation of ankritea is not self-control, but internal control. It's being spirit-led. That makes much more sense in the context of the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and internal control. It's allowing the Holy Spirit to control us, to move us, to interpret the circumstances, to position ourselves within the middle of circumstances and see it the way he sees it. When we are led by the Spirit, and we are internally controlled, guess what? Things may look different than what our bodies and souls are used to. And in light of my last couple of weeks, I would say that sounds tremendously good. I want to see things how he sees things. I want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit within me. The Holy Spirit is the only fixer. See, we can't look, I can't look back on the last two weeks and try to fix it myself. I can't, I can't see the things and the struggles that I've had and the, and, and the way I spoke to other people or, or the way I felt internally and say, I'm just going to try harder. Guess what, my friends? That doesn't work. That's just called trying to activate or manage stress. I hate that term, actually trying to manage stress. What that means is I'm trying to increase and actually magnify my soul even more so that I can learn techniques or ways to actually try to dissipate the symptoms of stress. 
meditation and yoga and the things that are being proposed by this world today to try to, to try to calm ourselves, to try to lower our blood pressure as if treating the symptoms is actually going to solve the problem. The problem is, is that there's something out of order here. My soul has become magnified. My soul has become enlarged to the point where it's now in control. And because of that, my brain chemistry and my body and everything responds to my soul rather than having my spirit be in control and then my soul be subject to my spirit and my body subject to my spirit. Remember Chris Vallotton from Bethel Church in Reading says that we are to be led by our stances and not our circumstances led by our stances and not our circumstances. My stance is, is that I'm spirit-led and spirit-controlled. I am a spirit and the Holy Spirit is in charge. See, the answer isn't managing stress. The answer is activating and strengthening our spirit. See, when we come up to certain circumstances and we are faced with them, what I'm trying to do and what I'm submitting to you through this podcast and what I'm going to try to do this week is to try to activate my spirit. Get the spirit in charge and in front. When I'm pulling up to that stoplight and I'm feeling the, the angst in me, this is real. I've actually learned to say, come Holy Spirit. I know it sounds silly, but I want my spirit to be in charge. Come Holy Spirit. And instantly the circumstances change. And what manifests from me and in my spirit is patience. That's a beautiful thing. I haven't mastered it, but I'm trying to become aware of when my soul wants to rule. My flesh wars against my spirit so that I do things that I don't want to do. I don't want to do that anymore. If someone you know is struggling with circumstances and stress, share this podcast with them. Next podcast, I want to talk more about spirit, soul, and body because I'm passionate about this topic. It's so important. Unless something else in the culture happens. <laughs> Remember, I've learned to not record these in advance. <laughs> but my plan is to talk to you about spirit, soul, and body as it relates to trauma. And how trauma affects us. And when we've been exposed to trauma, how the enemy loves to, to in inject that pain so that it becomes part of our life and our identity. If you know somebody that would benefit from that healing, then this next podcast will really help them. Share this with them first. And then we will deal with some of the issues of trauma. So that we are led by our stances and not our circumstances. So if that's you, if you've been struggling with stress like I have, just pray this with me. Come, Holy Spirit. <laughs> you are in control, Holy Spirit. Allow that spirit then to take control of those circumstances and move into that place. And I will promise you this. The circumstances will look different. So now let's go together and set and shape the culture. <laughs>